Shabbat Shalom. This week's parasha is entitled Tazria, meaning she conceived. It is taken from the book of Leviticus chapter 12, verse 1 through chapter 13, verse 59. Now Moses is told to say to the nation that women during their ministration or after conceiving a child, that they are unclean and not allowed to enter the sanctuary. And that whatever they touch is unclean and anyone who touches her or anything that she has touched will be unclean until evening. And that she must stay outside of the camp. She is unclean 40 days after the birth of a son, but 80 days after the birth of a daughter. Now, the reason she is unclean for a longer period for a girl is not stated. But perhaps the reason was that the child would someday be subject to uncleanness associated with female discharges and childbirth. Or perhaps the reason was that a woman, Eve, was the first to sin and women are the ones who bring birth, bringing more sinners into the world. In giving birth, mother, the mother experienced bleedings as well as secretions and other bodily fluids, and this made her ceremonially unclean. The theme of this chapter is personal cleanliness and ritual purification for the mother, without which she could not return to a normal life in her home or in the camp. Each male child became a child of the covenant when he was circumcised eight days after his birth. And this operation also points to the spiritual surgery that God wants to perform on every human heart. Forty days after the birth of a son or 80 days after the birth of a daughter, the mother was required to go to the sanctuary and offer the sacrifices for the mother's cleansing. A year old lamb for a burnt offering and a dove or a pigeon for a sin offering. The burnt offering symbolized her dedication to God as she returned to a normal life. And the sin offering took care of the sin in her life and gave her a renewed relationship with God. It also reminded them that every child, no matter how beautiful or delightful he or she might be, is born in sin and must one day trust the Lord for salvation. These instructions show God's concern for the health and welfare of his people. Forty days after the birth of a son or 80 days after the birth of a daughter provided the opportunity for rest and regeneration as well as a time for bonding between mother and child. This enforced isolation would also protect both of them from sickness carried by visitors or the spread of infections that she might have. Or the spread of infections she might have. Chapter 13. This chapter contains requirements about lepers. This tragic disease of leprosy is a chronic infectious disease. It is characterized by 
flesh-eating fungus, sores, scabs, raw, open, and running flesh with shiny white spots beneath the skin. It renders its victim ceremonially and physically unclean. Every other disease, when cured, is referred to in Scripture as a healing. But the cure of leprosy is often referred to as cleansing. The leper affected everyone and everything he touched. If he drank out of a vessel, the vessel was a defiled. If he laid on the bed, the bed became unclean. If anyone later sat on that bed, they also became unclean. All that he did was full of the same offensiveness as himself. Now the Lord required lepers to remain outside the camp. They were to be shut out from the people of God. They were dead to all the enjoyments of life. A leper was forbidden to worship at the sanctuary. And so it is with the sinner in regard to the people and things of God. Whenever a leper was cleansed under Jewish law, the leper did nothing. The priest did it all. Note. That it was the priest and not a physician because it was considered as much a spiritual as it was a physical condition. Now, what is fascinating is that if the priest found any uninfected area on the leper, the leper was pronounced unclean. But if the leprosy totally covered him so that his skin was completely white, he was to be declared clean. It is when we see ourselves totally guilty, totally infected with sin and outside the blessings of God that we begin to understand that if we humble ourselves and come to him with no pretense of having any merits of our own, we receive the grace of Adonai through Yeshua, our sacrificial lamb, and we are declared clean. But please consider at what cost. Rabbi Harris pointed out that one of the names the rabbis had for the Messiah was the leopard is one. It is because of the prophecy of Isaiah 53, which describes the Messiah as despised and rejected. Now, Yeshua is not only the king of king and lord of lords, but in a very real sense, the leper of lepers. He was mocked, tortured, sped upon, whipped to the point that his body became sweaty, bloody, raw with raw open and running flesh. He was a wretched sight. He was despised and rejected and all for us. He became unholy. He became everything the father hated. He was in that moment the ultimate leper. Separated from his eternal father that we could have the salvation of the father. Now in closing, understand it was the father who gave his only begotten son. John 3.16, Isaiah 9 and, and 6, for a child is born to us, a son is given to us. 
the government would rest upon his shoulders and he will be called wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father and prince of peace. Yeshua suffered death only to please his father. Yeshua was obedient to his father, even to the death of the cross. It was the father's good plan to crush him and cause his grief. Isaiah 53 and 7. It was his father's wrath that was poured out upon him and all for our benefit. The father, the father laid our chastisements upon him. It was his father who raised him from the dead. And it is now at his father's right hand where Messiah Yeshua is now enthroned. Thank you. Thank you, Father God. Shabbat Shalom.